97.9 FM WCHL is pleased to present Caring Connections with Nicole Bruno. Nicole has over 15 years of experience as a geriatric social worker and administrator working in the long-term care industry to include skilled nursing care, Alzheimer's care, adult day care, and home care. She also worked as a family caregiver. In addition, Nicole co-founded a nonprofit in the Triangle that specializes in support for caregivers. Now, Caring Connections with Nicole Bruno. Welcome to this episode of Caring Connections. This is Nicole Bruno, your host. Joining us today is Trisha Cook, who is the owner of an and aging life manager of Cook Care Management. And we are going to be talking about specifically what aging life care management is. Welcome, Trisha. Hi. So glad to have you here today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I think this is going to be wonderful. And, you know, I am a big advocate and fan of life aging life care management. I know a little bit about it, enough to be dangerous, I guess. <laughs> um, but I'm really excited that you're going to be letting the listening audience know specifically what this can do to help a caregiver and and an older adult in our community. You know, I was talking on, on another show about the fact that holiday times have now come and gone, and people are really out there now thinking about their loved one that they just saw, and right. things just aren't necessarily what maybe they thought they were, or sometimes denial isn't just a river (laughs) over there in Egypt. Sometimes it just hits you in the face and you go, oh, you know what? I've been saying mom's okay for a really long time, but I was just there and things are not okay. And then we have the long distance caregiver. And so that can be really difficult too when you have a loved one who is here, who's not managing well, but you live in another state, but that that loved one has sort of a support network of friends here, and so you don't necessarily want to uproot them, but how do I stay on tap without feeling guilty? So, gosh, I've just thrown a lot at all of you <laughs> listening today, but these are the types of things that aging life care managers can actually help with. So I'm really excited that you're going to hear, uh, to be here to talk to us about this and really how you can really be that bridge for that family caregiver for that loved one that's out there in the community that really just needs a leg up to maintain their independence. So... Aging life care managers, that's a new name. So those of you listening might be thinking, that sounds awfully kind of like something I might have known of as a geriatric care manager. And so that has changed because older adults won't want to be called geriatric, do they? (laughs) (laughs) So I'm guessing that was why you were rebranded, correct? Yes. Okay. So the National Association decided to go for a national rebranding to eliminate the term geriatric Mm -hmm. and keep it more aging specific Mm because we do take care of people of a lot of different ages. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, the the other thing that I like to think about when I think about aging life care managers out there in the community is that, you know, they are out there with a specific certification, though. You know, I could walk around tomorrow and call myself whatever I want to call myself and be out there representing older adults, and I might not be doing that older adult justice. So you actually have to go through a whole process to become accredited, don't you? Yes. What is that like? So there are three different ways to get certified. Um, The path that I personally took is I have my master's degree in gerontology, Mm -hmm. so very specifically the study of aging. Mm -hmm. Um, Beyond that, it was two years of supervised experience as a gerontologist geriatric care manager, an aging life care manager, okay. um, by somebody who is certified, and okay. then you take a test. And oh, you it's like a board it. almost. It is. It is. So you take your test, and if you pass your test, you are then certified. And, and if you are, fail? If you fail, <laughs> you are not. You are not. 
And then you wait a little bit longer and maybe take it again. Yeah. (laughs) So an aging life care manager can be as hands-on or as hands-off Perhaps as a family, maybe the family just wants an assessment. Is that okay? Yeah. Can you just go in and go out, be surgical like that? Absolutely. And Or you can actually be an extension of that family member, correct? Yep. I would say I've had it both ways. I'll go in and do one assessment, and that's all they really need and want at that moment. It gives a great baseline for where a person is and what they're maybe needing and what their family could help mm-hmm. out with. And then on the other hand, I've had people who I've done an assessment for, and they're like, this is way too much for us to handle. We need you. Mm -hmm. So I've, it is, it's as much as somebody needs or as little as somebody needs. It's very, very individualized. You know, one of the things that I have personally found that aging life care managers are very, very good at is having that relationship with that older adult where it's a professional relationship, but it's a relationship of trust that is very difficult sometimes for a child, an adult child to have, because that adult child is always three in a diaper to that older adult. (laughs) Yes. And so sometimes that geriatric care manager can almost be that intermediary between the older adult's wishes and and concerns for that loved one and then the loved one themselves. So really can open up some of those difficult conversations like taking the car keys away. That's a scary one. But my gosh, you know, that's an important one to have. Not only can your loved one hurt themselves, they could hurt someone else if it's a really dangerous situation. I'm not just saying just because you're 80, you're not supposed to drive because some people can drive well. But if there are issues, you know, that gets to be really treacherous territory for a family member or even having some of those advanced directive conversations. Is that something that you're involved in? Oh, yes. Um, Doing the advanced directive conversations and even end of life planning conversations, Mm -hmm. things that people are typically pretty scared to talk about. um, Those are some of the things that an aging life care manager really can help mm-hmm. manage and monitor that conversation because unfortunately what often is happening is families don't talk about it because it's scary because mom doesn't want to talk about it because mm-hmm. dad doesn't want to face the issue mm-hmm. whatever the case is mm-hmm. and so an aging life care manager really can pull that conversation in make it more comfortable make it more of a realistic reason instead of an emotional reason and say mm-hmm. okay we're doing planning mm-hmm. and this is a part of planning this is a part of aging Mm-hmm. So let's get this on paper. Let's get your wishes out there and known. So that way, mm-hmm. anything that happens, it's your it's your choice. I mean, I'm dating myself here. I've been in this industry <laughs> over 20 years now, and I still cannot get my parents, with all the knowledge I have <laughs> and, all, <laughs> and all of you wonderful guests that have taught me so well, when I talk to them about their advanced directives, what are you trying to kill me? <laughs> I'm not dead yet. Well... But it's giving me a gift. Like, I don't want to be searching through all your papers to find out, do you have a will or don't you? Do you have a power of attorney? Don't you? Am I or am I not? It's okay if I'm not. It's yeah. okay. But, like, what's the deal here? And it's some of those conversations are really hard. And a lot of people don't want to burden their families with them. Mm-hmm. It's a, Again, it's a scary topic to talk about with family. But it's so. a gift. So um, I know that aging um, life care managers have a very high level of knowledge and expertise. And you generally talk about eight topics of aging. Can you talk a little bit about what those are that typically bubble up to the top the most? So the most common ones are financial, um, and it's trying to get you associated with a financial advisor or some kind of financial planning. That way you're not stuck at the end of life Mm -hmm. learning and knowing about Medicare, Medicaid, what do they cover, what don't they cover, Mm -hmm. Um, housing options and those kinds of things, Um, like what kinds of assisted livings are appropriate if an assisted living, skilled nursing, memory care, home services, family mediation, 
I mean, social, emotional, mm-hmm. again, the, the same things that we do in assessment about are typically what... That you really can dive in deeper yeah. later. Great. Oh, yeah. Well, we're going to take a quick break. I'm here with Trish Cook, who is the owner and aging life manager with Cook Care Management, and we will be right back. Welcome back. This is Nicole Bruno, your host of Caring Connections. And joining me today is Trish Cook, with, uh, who is an aging life manager with Cook Care Management. And we are talking about what specifically aging life care management is and how it might be, help, be able to help you in a particular family caregiving situation that you are having today. So, Trish, would you be able to give us a couple examples without giving away the identity of those you've cared for of specifically how this has worked to help a family member? Absolutely. Um, One person in particular, um, a lot of what I do with this person is medical management, Mm -hmm. where family is present. They Mm -hmm. are there. Mm -hmm. However, they unfortunately aren't capable of taking off work, Mm -hmm. aren't capable of being able to be out of the medical appointments. So I actually go to medical appointments with them, and we'll sit in on those appointments, talk to the doctor, ask the questions, uh, make sure that everything is out in the open. And then after that appointment is done, myself and my client will sit and talk about what just Mm -hmm. happened. So that way Mm -hmm. they're completely up to speed, but then also report it back to the family. Yeah, that's really important. (laughs) Oh yeah. And make sure that the family knows what's going on. If any medication changes happened, Mm -hmm. if there's anything that we need to be alarmed of, any follow-up appointments that were made. Mm -hmm. So that's one way. Yeah. And I I definitely think that's ideal. But I also noticed when I was interviewing people who were in the aging life care management field, some sort of specialized in some areas areas over mm-hmm. others. And I guess that's just kind of like everything else. But some people would really, would get into the bills and like manage bills yep. and handle all that. Some, no way, don't want to touch that. <laughs> some people would go on doctor's appointments and felt comfortable going to the ER at midnight. Yep. Others, no, 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 I don't want to do that. So I guess, what are some suggestions that you have for family caregivers on how they can try to assess specifically what their needs are? And then a second question as a follow-up is, how do you actually interview an aging life care manager to make sure you found the right fit for you? Absolutely. So when you are first off at home mm-hmm. and assessing your own loved one and you want to make sure that you know what your needs are, take a look at the whole picture. Mm-hmm. Know what you know. You know your parent better than anybody else. You know your loved one, your neighbor, whomever it is. You know them better than the person you're about to hopefully hire. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's important for you to know their background and their history. So if they were a chatty person and they always love to be talkative, but now all of a sudden they're kind of meek and mild and quiet, Mm -hmm. that's something that should be raising red flags. Mm -hmm. Um, So when you're looking at aging life care managers, if you have somebody who you know is a very specific, you know, we can't pay bills, we can't do that, that's, mm-hmm. that's the kind of skill tactic you're looking for in an aging life care manager. Mm-hmm. If you are talking with somebody who is very honed in on the medical world, but there's not much of a medical need, um, it doesn't mean that that person's not a good fit. It just means that that person is going to be more honed and more specified towards the medical. Um, so when you are interviewing aging life care managers, again, you want to look for that certification. Mm-hmm. You want to know who it is that you're talking to. But personality is a huge, huge thing. Oh, I, I definitely agree with that because you know you need to think about who you are too as an individual and how you like to be communicated. Some mm-hmm. of these aging life care managers are not technologically savvy. I'm not saying yeah. that's a bad thing, yeah. but they maybe like to communicate with a phone call. But if you're a real busy go, go, go professional, you'd appreciate a text or an email better than... These are things you need to think about too 
you know, not only how it's going to fit with your loved one, but mm-hmm. also how it's going to fit with your communication style. Oh, yeah. I say, and that's that's part of being an aging life care manager is, is the ability to adapt. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the ability to say, you know, you have one loved one who is a phone call. They need a phone call. You have the, fa- the client themselves needs a face-to-face visit, mm-hmm. and you have another adult child who is a text messenger <laughs> and a, an emailer. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to be able to adapt to those sorts of things, mm-hmm. um, especially if you have people out of state, if you have people who are just really busy. I mean, that's a, that is a big piece of it. The communication factor is... Mm-hmm is and should be a big concern. That's, that's the most important part of any relationship, yeah. including a business one, for sure. Yep. So knowing that this is, in fact, a business, <laughs> uh, how do how do the folks like yourself get paid? Is this paid through Medicare, Medicaid, and private insurances? So we are actually mostly private pay entities. Okay. Um, unfortunately, Medicare, Medicaid don't really see care management currently. As, that's going to change. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> they don't see it currently as being a need um, as in terms of what they'll cover. Mm-hmm. Um, but long-term care insurance policies will cover the cost of care management. A lot of them have some kind of a rider that says care coordination mm-hmm. or care management mm-hmm. in them. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of the time, it's private pay entities. Okay. So again, that's another thing. That when you're interviewing, I'm not saying you want to go mm-hmm. with the lowest <laughs> right. one because you get what you pay for too, but that's kind of part of a consideration yeah. for some family caregivers, especially if they're considering hiring a person like yourself chances are there's a lot of stuff going on that yep. have a lot of expenses tagged to them for sure. Oh, yeah. So I would expect also that a lot of what you do has to do with making referrals. How do you go about that process? Huge amount of what I do is referrals and care coordination. Mm-hmm. Um, so and what does that mean, I guess, for family listening? Yeah, so care coordination is actually the implementation of taking a referral that I give you, but also making sure that it gets implemented, puts it in place, and then monitoring it there forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so that way you're not just sitting there with some random, let's, let's just say a home care company mm-hmm. that we've decided this is a good fit, these are the ones that I've vetted and you've mm-hmm. liked and I've given you options and this is the one you've chosen. Mm-hmm. That's not the end of the relationship there. Mm-hmm. It continues on, and that way you get the referral, you get the coordination piece, and you get the monitoring. Afterwards, yeah. just to make sure that, to make sure that going. everything stays the same. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And so specifically, we've kind of talked about all the different types of aging life care managers. What specifically do you specialize in? So I very much like working with a dementia and Alzheimer's population. Um, So people and their loved ones who are dealing with a new diagnosis or a continued diagnosis that has just gotten harder and harder Mm -hmm. to deal with. Mm -hmm. Um, It is in my heart that is where I have been Mm -hmm. the entire time and why I do what I do. Mm -hmm. Um, So for me, being able to really focus on dementia and Alzheimer's, that is... That is where I am. Well, we have to take a quick break, Trish. We'll be right back. Joining me today again is Trish Cook, who is an aging life care manager and also the owner of Cook Care Management. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Nicole Bruno, your host of Caring Connections. And joining me today is Trish Cook, who is an aging life care manager and owner of Cook Care Management, talking about aging life care management. Welcome back. <laughs> so we have a few minutes left, and I really wanted to dive into a little bit about 
your passion. Why? You talked about the fact that you particularly are very fond of those folks with Alzheimer's or related dementia. What brought you to that place in your life? So it actually all started from my grandparents. Um, I was about 12 years old when my grandfather was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, and he went from being one of the most powerful men I had ever met to mm-hmm. being somebody who I could barely tell who he was. Mm-hmm. And at that time, being 12, I did my best research project that yeah. I could on it and was really hoping I knew all the answers. And after he passed, my grandmother was then diagnosed oh. with dementia. Wow. So I had a lot of experience family-wise with it. Um, and it just really guided my path towards becoming somebody that can be a support system, a, an educational system, mm-hmm. um, somebody that people can rely on and trust. And after going through it with my own family, I just I dove headfirst into it. It, and mm-hmm. I started working at nursing homes, started doing volunteer work, got my undergraduate degree, got my mm-hmm. master's degree, and just continued on. And And once I heard of care management as an actual career, mm-hmm. I fell in love and have yeah. not left it since. <laughs> yeah, you know, I always like to talk about that because part of what I really want to do is really inspire folks to get into the older adult field. And yeah. it's not really something to think about. I mean, it's not, you know, let's do computers or research or (laughs) work with children. And I'm not saying all those things aren't good, but our poor older adults out there, I mean, we're we're not going to have enough hands to care for those. And it is so, so rewarding. And I definitely have the same heart that you have for the Alzheimer's and dementia population. They're a really special group of people. And um, for those of you struggling with that out there in the community, I I know it definitely is a very slow goodbye. You're really grieving for that loved one and saying goodbye every day. Little pieces fall away from them. And um, I I know it's a very, very hard world where I personally have not had a loved one suffer the disease. I've worked with countless families and residents and clients who have, and it's really touched my heart from the very, very beginning. So Mm -hmm. I'm so happy that we have you in this world as well, because it definitely sounds like you are a real champion for the care of those folks to make sure that they have everything that they need to give them the best quality of life they can until they pass. (laughs) Thank you. That's wonderful. And so your company... um, Talk to us a little bit more about the specifics of your company and how folks can get a hold of you if they want more information. Yeah, so Cook Care Management. Um, I am a solo practice. Um, I am a geri- or an aging life care manager, mm-hmm. again, formerly geriatric care manager. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I do have a website, www.cook cm.com and then my email address which if that's an easier way for you guys to get in touch with me is www oh goodness <laughs> that's the website no again. w no for, w's. A web, for an email <laughs> it's trish at cookcm.com okay and my phone number is 973-534-0930 and for those listening that <laughs> particularly feel like they may have a loved one that you might be able to touch their lives with um Do you have an initial consultation fee? How does that work? Nope. So I I do my initial consultation completely free. I spend about an hour, up to an hour, Uh um, with the family, with the client, and getting to know them and letting them get to know me. Mm -hmm. Again, See if that shoe fits right. See if the shoe fits right. See if my personality is what you're looking for. See if what I can do is what you're looking for. Well, from what I can see from here, you're a real gem. So (laughs) I'm so glad that Trish came on the show today. And as always, you may email your caring questions to caring at 1360WCHL.com. Thank you so much much and Happy New Year. The purpose of Caring Connections is to educate listeners to help improve the quality of life for families, for professional caregivers, as well as those people affected with Alzheimer's disease. Caring Connections with Nicole Bruno is supported by HomeWatch Caregivers. 
You can hear this and any other program of Caring Connections on WCHL's website, chapelboro.com. Be sure to email questions to caring at 1360wchl.com. Caring Connections is a presentation of 97.9 FM, WCHL, Chapel Hill Carborough's News, Talk, and Tar Heel Station.